Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Peter, what have you just found? There's been a development. Um, so we were just looking for some Dave Benson Phillips pictures to start a thread, as we often, not often do, as we always do. Yeah. We post a little mm-hmm. Dave picture on Twitter. Um, and one of you two said, oh, we should look for GIFs. And at first you couldn't find any. Um, but I've somehow stumbled upon gifcat.com slash gifs slash search slash Dave plus Benson plus Phillips. Google brought me here, and mm-hmm. there are at least four or five GIFs of Dave Benson, and it's, wow, it's something. Previously unseen ones, really, as well, because I, I can't imagine each podcast starts with like a slight bit of stress for Ben, because it's, yeah. it's, it's the worry of, we've done so many now, what's a new Dave, what's an old Dave, what's an unseen Dave? find a new Dave for Twitter. Fresh Dave. <laughs> Well, we've certainly found that in GIF form, no less. It's uh, impressive. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's six, and then the rest are Dave Bautista and Dave Chappelle. It's yeah. Like... <laughs> the other two Daves. But the yeah. best one is actually duplicated on this page. But, uh, I mean, to me, he reminds me of um, the moon from the end of Bear in the Big Blue House. I don't know if you ever caught an episode of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think yeah. I did, yeah. Just sort of does it. It's just his head on a black background, and he's got this glow around him. It's just his severed head, and he just pulls a Dave face. It's Brilliant. very David Lynch. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it weird that I want to see him? Because presumably he's in a, a green screen or a blue screen suit. Yeah. I think I've got my I think I've got my answer to this question, but is it weird that I I do want to see Dave Benson Phillips in a skin tight blue morph suit? <laughs> definitely not. It's part of your job to want to see that, I think. Good. Okay, that does make me feel better. We've definitely used the one with the gun before where we have. he just where he yeah. points at the camera and kills you <laughs> for some reason. I don't think I ever noticed the little I mean it's not quite a muzzle flare, it's just a sort of dusty. The little the little linear that comes out the, the end. little yeah exactly but uh yeah he shoots you shoots you good then there's two of people just being gunged in the gunk dunk yeah um, is he um, in the shot of either of those in one of them i think he's the one with that where the kid presses the button he's in a red oh, there shirt he is. Oh, there you he can is. see him in the background <laughs> of his and own gif i love the the other one as well, uh, the the final gif of Dave, it's so short, it loops in about five frames. <laughs> just this maddening face, it just yeah. repeats and repeats and re- oh, wow. It captures everything about him, though. It does. The, the house appears to be spinning behind him. Yes. 
<laughs> this is when he was on the, the on the Disney Channel, I think. I never mm-hmm. saw him on the Disney Channel. No, I never had the Disney Channel. But... Oh, I, I I do actually. We used to have it. It would be like a treat around Christmas. Um, we'd get we'd upgrade the Sky for a month to get like the movies Ooh, and all the fancy that's, channels. Oh, that's clever. Oh, it was good. It was always like a highlight of the year. It was, oh, great. Now I get to watch all these crap films. <laughs> great. <laughs> and I remember occasionally tuning into Disney. I think it was, I can't remember the name of it, like Playhouse Disney or Disney Clubhouse or something. And I remember watching it. It never sank in who it was, though. And now I get to look back on those memories with even greater fondness. Oh, in the presence of a hero. Well, we've got some fodder for the next few episodes, at least. So get ready for that. By my count, one, two, three, one of which he is blurry in the back of, but he is there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've just realized this yeah. is the 420 episode. Is it? This is the 420 oh. episode. Oh, it's going out on, uh, on oh 420. Oh, my God, is it? How? It is. Shit, yeah, we had a very specific conversation when we took a little break over Christmas that if we did an episode every fortnight, this one would line up on 420, and we've all forgotten. Well done, Michael, well remembered. I just, oh, because I was thinking, like, the other week, I was like, I should find some funny weed stories or something, you know, live up to the holiday, and I totally forgot. I guess it's always next year. We can always title this episode just something to do with weed. Maybe that's the title. <laughs> yeah. Something to do with weed. Yes. <laughs> okay. Great. Fucking oh, hell. That was months, months in the making. <sighs> this is it's typical us, isn't it? Where it's like we we have the forethought to think, or the the you know the planning chops to say if we if we line this up right, we could do something really cool, and yeah. then all of us forget, and then it never happens. We need a PA or something who can be yeah. more organised than any of the three of us. We do. Oh. Because, yeah, I mean, that's a landmark and we've missed it. And I'm actually, that's ruined my day, that. Oh, no. We've just got to do it justice. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait until we do 420 episodes, I guess. That's the yeah. next. No, we'll skip that episode. We yeah, we will, definitely. We'll we've go straight got previous. to 421. <laughs> Hello. Everybody and welcome to Podiots, the official Vidiots podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home. Oh my goodness, home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a, a thing, thing along to talk, to talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter, and I'm Michael. Talking of uh, Peter, I've just. Uh, closed the tab and gone back to the Google results page of Dave Ben Phillips images and this one of him just holding a pita bread from when he was on Come Dine With Me. I'll just oh. send it to you guys. I oh, would that's put it, good. I would put it in the thread, but we should probably keep hold of that one as well for <laughs> a thread really starter. Good. That's, that's a really good one. Shrugging oh. at a pita bread. Is that his kitchen? Because there's, there's a lot of empty bear. shelves next to him. <laughs> yeah. He's got at least one white good behind him, though, by the looks yes. of it. Yes, yeah. yeah. Bit of kitchen roll hidden behind the, the rice cooker. I wonder what he did for that stuff. <laughs> Shows, <laughs> clearly. Dave does come <laughs> dine with me for Pitta. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I just love that he went on Come Down With Me and bought supermarket Pitta bread. That's yeah. spectacular. Did you guys watch it? No, I didn't. I didn't watch that one, and I've seen the odd episode, but I missed the Dave one. Okay. I might have to find that and watch it because it's sound. I mean, just this one frame looks spectacular. I think so. I think just for that pit is still alone. But also, one of us needs to do a thing on it. 
Oh, yeah, true. You know, I did see him on Pointless the other day, just in the wild. Like it was a Saturday <laughs> a few weeks ago. And I turned the TV on and whatever the previous channel it had been left on, uh, it just came on and Dave Benson Phillips was on the screen. A rare Dave sighting in the <laughs> world. It took me back to the 90s when I used to be able to do that after school. Oh. Brilliant. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Well, you know what? If, mm. if you listening at home would like to support us in our sort of Dave Benson safari where we not only conserve, but also spread the good word and occasionally hunt Dave Benson Phillips, uh, then you can do by supporting us financially. I think I said that, but I can't remember. Over at streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations. That's streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations. Donate three pounds or more. You will join Pod Squad and get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Mikey, would you like to kick off our Pod Squad for this week? I would love to. Tommy, the wank engine, who's right off the bat with a generous donation. And I'm sorry, this this one's fallen in the hands of the man who can't do a, a Brian Butterfield <laughs> justice, but I'll, I'll try my very best. For 24 hours, you can be attacked by literally any animal. Lizard, black magpie, pint of sardine, pit bull terrier, feral pigs, crested penguin, vampire bat, you name it. Great horned owl, hatched quail eggs, blue-footed booby, three-toed sloth. Uh, got lost at the end, but I think that was all right. I do like hatched quail eggs. That's, that's very good. Nice. That's, that's very great. good. <laughs> I like how birthday pie is black magpie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. And another generous donation from the lovely pro trainer. Hey, boys, just want to say thanks for all the hilarity. I'm enjoying the new segment of letting us know what's coming up on Vidiots three years ago. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got- me too. Yeah. Good it's segment. so good. Can't wait for, for it. it. Big yeah. fan. Avo Goodrow Toast 11. Eyeful of Bobby's Babylonies. A very generous Arthur the Kitten. Wanted to say a huge thank you to you all for the last few years. You boys have kept me sane on my journey and the ferrets are driving me insane. Stop playing, guys. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you boys have kept me sane on my journey to and from work and provide many laughs. Only fair, I repay you the only way I know how, with some monies. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you. Thanks, Arthur. Thanks, hey. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a double whammy. Two Tory Tons. I'll read it twice. Tory Ton and Tory Ton. Kermit the Pogs. Tom Campbell's... <laughs> Tom Campbell's Wet Man. <laughs> Big Titty Jesus 42. The Catch in the Minge. Brooks Existentialist. Stephen Scordes, Cheggy Cheggy Chog Chog. It's <laughs> not, oh, that doesn't sound good. Onlyfans.com forward slash the names Bon 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 Bon. That's two separate names. I thought I'd read them close to me. Make it pay off. Al Fresco Drinking and the generous Dr. Mundy's Mean Bean Machine, who says a long overdue donation for the vidiots. Oh, that's a word I've never seen before. Triumvirate. Triumvirate. Triumvirate, triumvirate, triumvirate. That, that I trust you. Triumvirate, you, you've provided me with a constant and important source of laughter over the past few years, and I bloody loves you. Love I you just too. noticed that uh, it was Kermit the Pogues earlier. Oh, think, oh. oh so it was. Oh, um, dear, I'm, just, I'm on a roll. Sorry, Kermit. Kermit the Pogues. Thanks, Kermit. Also, th- thank you to Tori for the two donations. There was more information about medlars. I just want to point that out. That's why there were two there. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. 
the list continues now with the tiny troop. Uh, ben owes me twenty pounds. Oh. Donated twenty pounds and said, oh. "Hi there, boys. I feel like enough is enough. Ben, you owe me twenty pounds. It's been six years, and it's my birthday. So if I can please get that twenty pounds, Ben, that would be nice. Or you could bring back memory cards. Your choice." Okay, I wonder I, who that is. I have absolutely no idea who that is or what that's a reference you. to. But no. we can't bring back memory cards, so it looks like I'm indebted to someone. Yeah, for £20. And for they 20 paid pounds. £20 to say that, so you owe them £40, really. Oh, fucking oh. hell, okay. Yeah. Uh, the good Lord Brotovic. Wagwan my G. Big bouncy <laughs> oh. babaloonies. Confused parrot Austin. Very good. Hey. Uh, who the cock is Freddie Webber? Katie Kinsolo, Alan Claw, Happy Birthday T-Peeps. Oh, thank Aww. you very much. Uh, Finn Cheggers Party Quiz. What if Tiny Peter but large? That's a name. <laughs> what if Tiny Peter but large? Candice de... Be- Be- Beirut? Beirut? Is that how you spell Beirut? I nearly said I Beirut so. and then I panicked and I was like, is that how Beirut is spelled? It Beirut. is, yeah. Beirut. <laughs> uh, Candice de Beirut... Uh, Ianta Roberts, Goody Good McGoodison. Hello, yes, this is Rules Bosnia. <laughs> uh, big fan. Mr. Black, Chegali Seridlovakia. Wow. Ooh, nicely done. Uh, Shit Neil for Wankers. I had to think about what channel we were on there. Shit Neil for <laughs> Wankers. Thank you, who was very generous and said, Thank you for making me feel a little bit better about myself. I love all three of you dearly, but that's not all. Please <laughs> give me your best Brian Butterfield impressions. That's it. That's it. That's it. Good normal <laughs> one, Jason Allenby. That was hard. Heva Gut Here Bra. I'm so sorry. And spread bottom fruit slap ball. Nice. Oh, well done. We've also got deal. Dick and Finn Dom, Sex Tuple Jump, Donak07, Mr. Gooder, the very generous Neil Buchanada, who wow. says, Hey peeps, I've been liking slash loving you beautiful lot since the beginning of time itself. It's about damn time I said it. You're by far my favourite news journalists. <laughs> Much love. Much love. Ben B. XOXOXO. P.S. I like her to do her the cha-cha. <laughs> oh, ben you. Botter, has that from? Ben B. Bo- oh. Ben B. Ben Botter. It's ben probably Botter. Ben Botter, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've also got Good. Just good. Keep Swimming Ash. Tiny Peter for my bunghole. Tom Hanks <laughs> Pros Catering. You enjoy that, Mikey. Oh, it's, just, it's been a while since I've heard a Beavis and Buttheads reference. Yes, terrible show. I don't really understand why people. No, like me it. neither. But still, always welcome. Cheg for lumps regularly. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, do but jeez. Yeah. Poddy oats, a videotic cereal. Spread cheeks, slap balls. Dave's bent son Philip. You, you can't say that. You really can't. Who's oh, no. Chegistan tourist board? Specky Becky. Emily Lemons, Ben Potter, who was very... I feel like someone's got an agenda for me this yeah. week. Ben Potter was very generous and said, Guys, I have some bad news. Peter, I'm gonna have to ask you to cease and desist in the use of my patented Neerds catchphrase. And Mikey, your use of a thing in which people guess what's real and what's not clearly infringes upon my Not The Onion copyright. Wow. Ben, if you've got something to say, say it yourself. 
Don't don't just disguise it in a in a donation. Well, yeah. I'm just not brave enough to say it to your face. <laughs> but you've called me on my bluff. Thank you, me, for that generous donation. Czechoslovakia emergency. Thank you for your generous donation. I've rediscovered something awful slash amazing in your Cheggers party quiz video. At 11.05, he says, I am not wearing anything down there, while pointing at his Wilson. I oh. think he was sending a message from beyond the grave. Thanks for your great work. God. Oh, no. It's a secret naked jungle reference in the party quiz game. Coincidentally... Um, I was watching Adam Pacitti doing some live streaming, our boss, Peter. Yeah. And uh, Cheggers came up and he was like, oh, no, Cheggers, he's dead, isn't he? And then he moved on. And I was like, oh, man, he has a very different approach to that whole situation than we do. Yeah. Shut up, Cheggers, you're dead. Shut up, Cheggers, you're dead. (laughs) Oh, no, my Brexit suit and Prince Beefcakes. There we go. We did it. Thank you so much. That's an extremely generous amount of people there. Mm. Lovely. Uh, so thank you. That's your Pod Squad for this week. Once again, streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations, three pounds or more to join Pod Squad. You get a shout out at the beginning and the end. <gasps> okay, who's ready for question one? Yes. Oh, yes, please. This comes from Paul at Paul Zaremba16 on Twitter. If you can have any animal as a well-trained pet slash friend that you could communicate with and it understands you, what animal would it be? Would you give it a pun name? Mine would be an elephant called Elephants Gerald. K, love you, bye. <laughs> an elephant? Hold on, no. I'm, an elephant seems like a pretty bad choice of pet. Seems that's, unwieldy, doesn't it? That's a lot of work. That's <sighs> Poo's the size of a man. And I, <laughs> God... I mean, I respect your choice. If you're happy with it, go for it. But I wouldn't but go for stupid. an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> Can I yeah. have um, a semi-mythological being as my pet? I don't see why not. Yeah. I want just like a really, really big bird, like a like a rock. I think a ROC. It's like a, a Middle Eastern creature. It was in the Sinbad movie, I remember, from my childhood. It's just a really big bird. Purely so I can oh, just wow. call it Keith Chegwing. And it can, okay. That's it can good. fly me around places. In fact, I'm so tiny, I don't have to have a rock. I can have just, you know, a, a condor or something. A, a an finch. eagle. A finch, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's called Keith Chegwing. He takes me places fast and, uh, you know, he sings. Looks like a, the rock has two heads in mythology, but in Sinbad, it had one head. Oh, one head, though. in Sinbad, it had... I thought it had two heads in Sinbad. What's that from that you've got there? I think that's Sinbad. Oh, it's not the Sinbad I know. Mine oh, had uh, Ray Harryhausen animation. That's a weird stop motion. You know that? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I see. You know that, that Cyclops meme image where it's just a, a kind of claymation Cyclops? You might have. Yeah, that's it there. You've, that's, the, oh. yeah. that's the seventh voyage of Sinbad. It was a good film. Oh, that's a good. That's a good one. I like that. That's but you'll know that you'll know the Cyclops from that. Let me try and pull it up. Track um, it down. Yeah. Is that a lovely bit of Harry Housen's work? It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Icon. Icon. Definitely big fan of that. Uh, here we go. You'll have. I'm sure you'll have seen this. This dude. Let's get Would you ride the back of the beast, or would you be carried in its mouth? <laughs> oh, <that's> a, <laughs> there he is, Cyclops. I think I'd be carried by his his. Legs. I don't want to be carried in his mouth. He can grab me in his talons. Um, (laughs) That's an everyday uh, risk for you, isn't it? Seagulls could come and just whisk you away. Well, I'm like that dog. What was he called? That was eaten. 
Oh, what was that dog called? How, rest, oh, we can't forget its name. Rest in peace. Uh, oh, the dog in question is Gizmo. Gizmo the Chihuahua. Ah, uh, yeah. Bless him. <laughs> fly high. Fly high. Bless him. Bless him. What about you guys? I think... I, I wanted some kind of small monkey. Um, I just think they're quite useful and they're compact in size, which I think is, is great when you've got to also care for this animal. Um, yeah, true. And I, I figured I'd go for a tamarin, which is kind of like little small mustached little monkeys, got fun hair, and I think I call him Tamaringo Star. Oh, ah. that's good. <laughs> I, I did originally want a marmoset, but I couldn't think of a pun name, so I guess it, I not allowed him. No. I just think little monkey go like send him off on little quests like oh I want to, I want we need some bread but I don't want to get up and go to the shop go on here's a fiver bring us back something nice go get it How, are you sure that it wouldn't get you know nicked by someone who sees a monkey going into a shop and thinks I would like that monkey I want that monkey <laughs> this 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 monkey would of course be packing the heat he'd have a switchblade on at all times <laughs> oh, shit okay this monkey sounds rad can I have it <laughs> no he'll stab you get okay. away from him he's oh, mine uh i'm pulled in two directions not by my animal but between your the approach that you two have taken on the one hand i would like a, a big animal that can i can either ride on the back of mm. uh like a bird or a horse you know or a zebra oh, imagine having a zebra that could talk yeah as long as it doesn't talk like chris rock because i think that would be really tiring <laughs> having chris rock the zebra be your friend you know yeah oh, just seems like a lot of work I could have called my rock Chris Rock. Oh, I? That could oh. have done. That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> and I'd also quite like a, a smaller creature who can who I can just sort of hang with. That's relatively low maintenance. Um, so I don't know whether to go with something boring like a cat I can just communicate with, yeah, or like a like a rodent of some kind, maybe like a flying rodent, like a sugar glider. You know? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, just mates a with sugar a sugar glider. Oh. Yeah. Sugar gliders are great, Peter. What the hell is that? Like a flying squirrel thing? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I've seen these guys. They're just little, yeah. Little yeah. skin flap boys. Yeah. Little, pos- little possum things. There they go. Whoa, look at it yeah, fly. Yeah, I've seen that gif a lot, but I didn't know they were called sugar glider. I've never heard them called a sugar glider before. Look at his little tail go. Yeah. So maybe one of those, but I don't know what. Maybe you guys can help me come up with a pun name. Sugar glider. Is there anything in uh... that? Just Lord Sugar Glider. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, how Alan. about Winona Glider? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's good. Oh, oh, God, I can't improve on that. That's amazing. I like Alan Sugar Glider. <laughs> it's very good. Lord Sir Alan Glider. <laughs> Would you call him Lord or just Alan? Lord I'd, Alan Sugar well, it depends. Glider. Sentient. Sent, it's sentient, right? I could just ask how it would prefer to be. Yeah. Well, what are your pronouns? Sugar by Glider. Your... Title, given that you're a member of the peerage. Or... Yeah, excellent. Well, who's got a thing and who would like to go first? Uh, I've got a thing. Yeah, you go for it, Mikey. It's quite a, it's quite a girthy thing. Um, it's it's something I've had in the back burner for a while now, but I thought, fuck it, it's time to explore the uh, the, the 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 greatest band in the history of the world of all bands. This is the Shags. Oh. <laughs> okay. But have you heard of them before? No, do I'm aware make, of the bird. Do they make rugs? <laughs> oh, if only they did. That would be um that would be better. Um no, they are acclaimed as 
well, depending on who you ask, one of the greatest bands of all time or one of just the absolute worst, most miserable listening experiences you can possibly have. (laughs) I do have a few musical samples and (laughs) I do apologize in advance. It it drags. (laughs) I've made them as short as I can to get the point across. But oh boy, is it a long 30 seconds. (laughs) Okay. So... The Shags. Frank Zappa is said to have proclaimed that they were better than the Beatles. And a more recent reviewer, who was in the fetal position writhing with pain, declared them as hauntingly bad. I would walk across the desert while eating charcoal briquettes soaked in Tabasco for 40 days and 40 nights not to ever to have not to ever have to listen to anything shag related ever again. <laughs> oh my god. So, I, I mean, I think that's a bit much, but I think it's it's already apparent that um, the, the shags are known to divide listeners. And when you actually put in the effort to listen to their album, The Philosophy of the World, you'll probably be left even more confused than when you went in. It's this raggedy mess of a pop album. Tempos are off, the melodies are squashed and bent, and the vocals are nasal and totally deadpan. So are they musical geniuses? Or are they just a bunch of kids playing badly playing badly on out of tune guitars let's have a little a whirlwind guide through the history of the shags Ooh. oh my goodness so who are the shags they were three sisters helen betty and dorothy wiggin they are from fremont new hampshire and they were managed by their father austin oh. they performed yeah, oh, austin shag yeah. austin shag oh. <laughs> shagadelic baby they performed almost exclusively at the Freeman Town Hall and at a local nursing home, uh, which I, maybe might have been a conceited effort by the nursing home owners to move on some members and make space for new inhabitants. <laughs> but, oh dear. Many locals thought the band was just absolutely atrocious. Austin, however, did not. He firmly believed that his daughters were destined to be big stars. And in 1969, he spent most of his life savings to record an album of their music. 1,000 pressings were made after the recording. However, 900 of them mysteriously disappeared along with the album's producer. <laughs> oh, now, Okay. So I, I, I couldn't find any more information about that. So I'm just going to assume he was like, oh God, I can't let this get out anywhere. And he just took as much stock as he could and ran to Mexico. <laughs> However, even though only 100 albums remained afterwards, the album has endured quite strongly ever since. Thankfully, some music collectors managed to get a hold of the album and ensured its uh, survival and growth. So, for a supposedly awful band from the 60s that only produced a small number of physical records, what do they actually sound like? I'm going to play a 30-second excerpt from their song, My Pal Foot Foot. Are you ready? My Pal Foot Foot. Yeah, my pal foot foot. I am. Um, don't don't ask what it means. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm just going to very quickly put the ferrets away because can you hear that dingling? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Are they having fun? Well, oh, now I feel like an asshole. Oh, Lily's playing football with a ball. Oh, come on! Oh. Well, give us some commentary then. Tell us what's going on. Right. Well, she's uh, oh, she's playing. She's guarding it around the room with her nose with expert precision. Oh my god! She's mm-hmm. gone behind the cupboards. Yep. She's sprinting. She's jumping. She's bounding. Oh, that's liquid football. That's, oh, she's got. She's picked up the ball in her hand. My oh, god, we've hang never on, seen that's a, cheating. Come on, she's, send her out. We've never seen a player like this before in the history of ferret football. And she wow, she's really rapidly going around the room. I don't know. Sorry, listeners, you're going to have to put up with a little bit of dingling. I think she's ready. She's just very a, a big fan of the shags. 
oh yeah she's like yeah check check checks it's all going on uh <laughs> off screen on not just your end mikey i'm just looking out <laughs> my window here and yeah. there's two people. I think they're dealing with some sort of either very large spider or perhaps small rodent in their house. They're standing on the bed. One of them's got a handheld hoover. What's going yeah. on? That's no. That's, that's the. I always think that's the worst thing you could do is hoover up an insect because they'll do. They're going to come back with a vengeance. They're going to anger them. God, thoughts and prayers with them. It looks pretty chaotic over there. Jesus, well, you're both just going to have to keep me post and the listeners posted on what's going mm. on in your personal vicinities because I've got nothing going on here. That sounds way more exciting. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be, be regular football scores on the hour. Right, my pal foot foot. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yes. Yeah, back to that. Oh my god! I'm fairly sure that's what you hear when you're. No, um, it's starting again. Oh, god, oh no, no, no! Sorry, come no. on now, that's not fair. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> I'm fairly sure that's what you hear when you're when you're going cold turkey on drugs, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 yeah that's it's a straight from train spotting isn't it? Jesus <laughs> it's the lift music from fucking hell. <laughs> so, how does an album like this even possibly happen? What leads a father to spend everything he's got in an attempt to make his talentless daughters into stars? I feel a bit mean saying talentless daughters, but um, <laughs> I mean I'm I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's got its merits. Some would say. Fremont, New Hampshire, is a town that is unremarkable in every way. Its biggest display of luxury comes from the form comes in the form of a few gravestones in the cemetery, and its main point of fame comes from it being the first place a B-52 ever crashed without killing anyone. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. That's good. <laughs> in the 1960s, most inhabitants of the town raised dairy cows or made handkerchiefs at the local textile mill. And to quote Matthew Thomas and his book about the town, this is quite a... Like, if someone was going to write a book about your town and you read this, you'd be absolutely distraught. There may have been some nice, pleasant times, but for the most part, death, sickness, disease, accidents, bad weather, loneliness, strenuous hard work, insect-infested foods, prowling predatory animals, and countless inconveniences marked day-to-day existence. And the shags. And the shit, just to add yeah. insult to injury. No, I think that's what he was talking about there. I think that was his description. <laughs> that's 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 all. Each 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 word there references the shags. Insect infested foods, shags. Strangers yeah. hard work, shags. <laughs> the formation of the band was definitely not the sisters' own idea. It instead came from their father, Austin. But neither he nor his wife Annie were musically inclined. Austin wasn't a show-off by any measures, he wasn't dying to be noticed, and by all accounts, he was a very ordinary loner who had little to do with the others in town. He was a strict and old-fashioned man, as, as you might expect. And yet, the shags were definitely his idea, or more exactly, his mother's idea. His mother liked to tell fortunes, and when Austin was young, she studied his palm and told him that in the future... He would marry a strawberry blonde and would have two sons, 
whom she would not live to see, and that his daughters would play in a band. I mean, that's got to fuck you up a bit as a kid, saying, you can have kids and I'm going to die before I get to see them. But did, <laughs> didn't she just say that he would have sons? I, I guess, it, I think specifically, you'd have two sons after I'm gone. I think, oh. but... But yeah. as if there's a final one here. Oh, wait, no, I already said it and that his daughters were playing a band. Right. Yeah, I think it just meant that you have daughters as well, but the important bit comes when it's like, yeah, they'll play in a band, okay? Okay. Yeah. And look would have it. These premonitions would play out. I, oh, that's, sorry, that's weird wording from me. Look would have it. She died. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, she died. <laughs> Annie was a strawberry blonde and Austin had two sons after his mother's death. Oh. Mm. It was left to Austin to fulfill the last of his mother's predictions. Mm. When his daughters were old enough, he told them that they would be taking music and singing lessons and that they would be forming a band and that was there was no debate in the matter. It's a fact of it's a matter of destiny. How could how how could you not do it? While the daughters held a passing interest in music, they themselves had no ambitions of becoming stars, but Austin pushed them to fulfill this destiny. So Austin got them into this new life, withdrew them completely from school and had them practicing their new craft all day, every day in the garage. Besides their Friday night family excursion to the grocery store and church visits on Sundays, Good. they lived a small life in an already small town. Off to pick up some insect infested food for dinner. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> crunchy, delicious. <laughs> It was 1965 and the Beatles had debuted on American TV. And while this new culture was bubbling away where rebellion was king, the Wiggins sisters were at home practicing in their garage and writing tributes to their parents with songs like, Who Are Parents? Um, this, this is the last bit of music, so we can get through this. This one's, I actually quite enjoy this one. I think this is a good one. Okay. Just gonna, I'm just going to cut that clip off, clip off early. <laughs> they just need to sack their... I mean, they don't just need to, but they certainly need to sack the drummer. Like, the, <laughs> the drum is so... It's like some, they're playing for a different song. They've got headphones on. They're listening to, like, some Queen or something. <laughs> it's, it is quite something. It is impressive to have three people in the same room and have them so out of time. There's, there's like brief moments of synchronicity where they all kind of line up and then just instantly drips off. It's yeah. spectacular. So 1968 rolled around and it was time for their first public appearance, a talent show in nearby Exeter. The girls could play, barely play their instruments and when they began playing on stage, they were greeted with jeers and soda cans were thrown in their direction. Oh, oh it's a bit sad. The girls were mortified but their father told them just to keep practicing. Their next gig, a nursing home, received a polite response from the residents. It's <laughs> nice of them. And after this, they began playing at the local town hall semi-regularly. Even though one regular described them as painful and torturous, sometimes as many as 100 kids would show up at the dancers. Although I think this definitely speaks more about how dull the town is rather yeah. than uh, the Shag's talent. <laughs> uh, the Beatles' rising popularity p 
piqued the father because well, purely because of their success, not because of their musical integrity. He thought, if if the Beatles could make it, why couldn't why can't my daughters? So they took to a recording studio, and while the engineer insisted they weren't quite ready, Austin Austin insisted and said, I want to get them while they're hot. <laughs> an interest an interesting line. I mean, they're on fire. There's frets of fire right now, you're about to witness. The Wiggins returned to the recording studio several years later and now they were more proficient in their instruments. Even so, their playing inspired the engineer to write, as the day progressed, I overcame my disappointment and started feeling sorry for this family paying $60 an hour for for a studio to record this. In 1960s money, actually, that's a, that's a hell amount of cash to drop. Yeah, yeah that'll be a lot. Uh, I mean, glad they did it because we got we got to play some beautiful clips there. How, so. <laughs> how much was it again? Sorry, sixty dollars an hour. Oh, you, uh, let's have ooh. a look. Uh, inflation calculator, uh, nineteen sixty. So sixty dollars roughly today would be five hundred and thirty-seven dollars an hour. An hour. Oh. Wow. For That's that. Nice. For my friend's name is Foot Foot. Yeah, I mean money, money well spent. What does that even mean? Do we? Who are parents? Who are parents? What are frogs? Uh, what was it? My friend's name. Uh, my pal Foot Foot. My pal uh, Foot Foot. Are you, are you googling it? I to... want to look at the lyrics. Like this is. Oh, I recommend looking at the album art as well. It's wonderfully sixties. My pal's name is Footfoot, and then in parentheses, Footfoot. He always likes to roam. My na- my pal's name is Footfoot. Footfoot. I never find him home. I go to his house, knock at his door. People come out and say, Footfoot don't live here no more. My pal Footfoot, Footfoot, always likes to roam. Goes on. Where will Footfoot go? What will Footfoot do? Oh, Footfoot, I wish I could find you. What is Foot Foot? <laughs> wow, the album art really is something, isn't it? It's beautiful. It's like they weren't quite ready for the photo. Uh, <laughs> we spent go. all the money on recording the album, so we've only got one bit of film to take the photo. Yeah. It's on Spotify. Oh, it started auto-playing. Yeah, it's on Spotify. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. There was a 2016 release of The Shag's Philosophy of the World... Yeah, they they did in fact do a little reunion uh, several years ago, so they're did still they? still alive and kicking. Oh yeah, there's, mm, wow. they're quite popular in all in all honesty. There's a 2020 release. What's this? Really? That recent? I don't know. We'll have to check it out. It's called Shag's Own Thing. <laughs> oh boy, I didn't. I'll be honest. This is an article. I pulled most of this from an article from 1999, so I'm a bit um, blind to some of the newer developments, other than just the fact they're still culturally relevant in, in yeah. some weird way. Wow. Anyway, it's now 1973, and this entire time, so from what, like the mid 60s to 1973, the girls had been playing in the town hall pretty much every Saturday night before the supervisors of the building put them to a stop. Uh, sorry, Ben's just sent a picture. It's um, it's a t- tong, that's uh, a tong, a song titled uh, "Shag's Own Thing" in brackets, musical version. I have no <laughs> earthly idea what the original is. <laughs> it's an abstract concept. I do it's not funny. want to hear the non-musical version of Shag's own thing. Oh, fuck <laughs> oh, me. God. So the Shags continued to play at local fairs and at the nursing home after being kicked out of the uh, town hall. Austin still fully holding the belief that they would make it. 
and the band never broke up. It just shut down in 1975. On the day, Austin, who was only 47 years old, died of a heart attack. The same day his daughters had finally played a version of Philosophy of the World that he had praised. Wow. Uh, maybe there's something kind of sweet in that. Or... <laughs> maybe it's a sign from God that they should yeah. stop. Yeah, oh yeah. my God, I found the most creepy pastor image of them ever. It's like an SCP or something. <laughs> Holy Look fuck. Look at oh, the outfit. It's a new Kill Bill sequel. Oh. The Shags oh, wow. isn't dead. It's just changing. It's just changing. <laughs> but we really wish it was. We're going to take 30 years off. We don't know uh, how to bring it down. <laughs> oh, it was man. quite some time before the Shag's work received any praise. Uh, it just kind of blurred, blurred into obscurity in the local town until the band NRBQ heard their album and were thrilled by its strange innocence and got permission to compile an album of their old unreleased studio recordings. Afterwards, Philosophy of the World was re reviewed in the Rolling Stone in 1980 and was described as priceless and timeless. Okay. And okay. <laughs> well, don't lie to us. <laughs> I, I, I think there's a way of looking to it. I, I, I'll get into this a little bit at the end, but I think this, I think they do have some credit to them, despite how um, ear-bleedingly bad it can be at times. And this, um, this article pretty much helped introduce the Shags to the wider world. There were a handful of reunion shows, interviews, and articles to accompany this. And so at the very least, they gained some recognition for their work. So while it didn't hit the, the, the starry heights that Austin had envisioned, at least they had uh, some kind of success. And uh, I, that's it. That's the story of the Shags. Wow. Um, so quite a tumultuous one, of, quite a sad story, but I think it's quite sweet in, in I mean a way. Very few bands have ever been uh, featured on the Podiat's best-selling podcast, so they've exactly. certainly done pretty well, I would say. Yeah, I think I just I just saw a star glimmer in the sky, and I think that's Austin looking down. Oh, that's nice. He's, he's, he's proud. Um, but this, um, so if have you ever heard of outsider music before or outsider art? You've shown some outsider music to us before. I think that was just kind of people hitting. Saws with hammers or something. No. Like oh no, no, that that my friend is just noise. Outsider art is something completely different. Oh, outsider so, art, yeah, is uh, it's, it's done by people in like psychiatric institutions and prisons and stuff, isn't it? It can be. I think it refers uh, mostly to the fact it's it's done without external influence. So it's, oh, okay. it's so obviously for the shags, they spent most of their childhood isolated. So what happens when you put someone who hasn't you know got any other grounding or experiences in music? What do they make? I see. It's, uh, right. it's yeah. a really interesting genre. And I'm, I'm just going to throw out two suggestions. I mean, if, if the Shags have generated some kind of interest in you, <laughs> um, Dan, Daniel Johnston is one of the most renowned outsider artists. He's, I, I do love his stuff. It's, it's, not, it's, it's better produced than Shags. And it's, it's definitely more in tune. It comes from that very much, that very, it's just a, him expressing himself in his own way. And it's beautiful. High recommend it. Um, I think Kirk Cobain was a fan. So there you go. Oh, okay. And another icon of the genre was Wesley Willis um, with his hit song. Well, he's got many songs, but one of my favorites is Rock and Roll McDonald's. Uh, oh, highly okay. recommend it. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a little foray into, into outsider art. I recommend broadening your horizons and giving some truly batshit clanging a try yeah okay, okay. fantastic yeah. well thank you mikey 
Thank you. Let's move on to a question from Callum James Straw at CJStraw93 on Twitter. Welcome to Butterfield Industries. You have joined a company full of successful people, such as Brian Butterfield and many more. Now, you must pitch your new Butterfield product. What will it be? Birthday party cloud? Hot air balloon rides? Juggler man? It's up to you. Decide now. This is a, this is a Butterfield heavy episode. It is. Are we doing one as a collective or are we all pitching a product We can each? We can collectively come up with a brand new Butterfield Industries. Yeah, company when it fleshed out. Okay, so it needs to be something that Brian is not qualified to do, but yeah. can have a very good go at. It's uh, it's got to be something that he can manage from start to finish. He's got he's got to have total control of this new product. Yeah, I'm just having a look at what he's done before. Um... Butterfield cosmetic surgery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, obviously, there's a diet plan, mm. sleep therapy, detective agency. Martial arts, yeah. karaoke, sports warehouse, sporting lookalikes. Oh, yeah. Um, shit, sports restaurant. There's a lot of sports. Seems like he just got in a warehouse and just tried to do as many as possible. Uh, there was the Butter Tendo, of course. Mm-hmm. Brian Butterfield. There's some of these I haven't seen. The Brian Butterfield Ultra Pill. And oh, the God. thumbnail is what? him holding a pill that's the size of a toaster. Wow, <laughs> that is that is a unit of a pill. You have to chew on that. Yeah, shit. Okay, so we want we want something that conceivably Brian could, let's say, be at a car boot sale or walk into a charity shop and just find and think I can base a whole business around this. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about a laundry service? Maybe <laughs> he could f- find like a a trouser press or something. Yeah, it's all all timey uh, washing instruments. Yeah, he's he got like got a the mangle and uh, like, I don't what know. one of those washboards. Yeah, he just washes it in a big metal tub <laughs> with a big wooden stick. You know, like Charlie's mum in that old version of uh, Willy Wonka. Mm. Yeah, she just makes a little <laughs> with the washing board stew. Yeah, and he only resorts to that after he actually finds a washing machine, but he finds it and like it's been fly tipped and it doesn't work. <laughs> I do have a washing machine, but I don't. I don't think it works at the moment. <laughs> we can't apologise enough. The man is coming on Wednesday, and then we will see what can happen. In the meantime, and then he pulls out his his big metal yeah. tub and does it by hand. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing as well that he can't afford uh, can't afford like detergent, so he just grates soap and uses oh, yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. But that's another one that, that you can also buy with, in limited quantities, Brian Butterfield soap as well. Detergent, oh, yes. but it's just grated soap. <laughs> it may arrive clumpy. Don't worry, this is normal. <laughs> I, I had a very important business meeting coming up and I, I tried to use the Butterfield laundromat and uh, he got white stains all over my shirt and the, the suit several times too small. That's true. We did shrink it down. <laughs> I don't even know what he would say after that. No, that's it. I could only apologise <laughs> for the spillage of pints of cream. We have literally no recourse. The Butterfield <laughs> soap does leave white suds on your undergarments. I sent my 
black suit to the Brian Butterfield laundry service so that I could wear it to my mother's funeral. And when I arrived, the only thing he had available was a novelty lobster costume. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we thought we would try and brighten up the day with an alternative uniform. It's the Butterfield Promise, a replacement for your worn clothes in 24 hours. <laughs> like for, for any like. occasion. <laughs> I like it. I think he'd do a great job. Me too. I think we just wrote a Butterfield sketch. Someone needs to we did, put it together much. properly and then we'll read it aloud. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Go on, Peter. I know you're listening. Not not Peter Austin, the, the Peter Serafonowicz. Oh, yeah. Peter Se- yeah. Se- Serafonowicz. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Serafinowicz. Serafinowicz. Thank you. Yeah. There we are. Yeah. Peter, mm. would you like to do your thing? I'd love to do my thing. Uh, this uh, involves perhaps a little bit of, well, not perhaps, in fact, I insist it involves a bit of audience participation. And when Ooh. I say audience, I mean you two. Oh. You are my audience. Okay. Um, so I saw uh, this article while looking for a weird news to talk about. I often take to the Daily Mirror. Um, partly because they're not so sickeningly right-wing and <laughs> depressing to read, but also because they have a weird news section, oh, which makes it easy. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't find a weird news in the end particularly, but I found an interesting topic that I thought, oh, I'd like to kind of discuss this. So Brits divided over name of game where you knock on someone's door and run away. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, Interesting. The classic game, which many of us fondly remember taking part in as a child, sparked a debate on social media recently as people shared various names for it up and down the country. Uh, Do you remember when you were a small child and it was, yeah, okay, so it's a padded out article, as you might expect, but we all know the game. You knock on the door, you you leg it, or you hide in the bushes and wait for them to come to the door, and then you laugh. What a fun game. Yeah, really fun game. It's not stressful at all. I think that was the way many people realising they had some form of social anxiety. Yeah, seeing yep. like the other kids in the group do it, and then when it was their turn, they'd be like, "No, I, no, I don't, I don't want to." I'm going I to be sick. It. <laughs> yeah, I had that with prank calling. We used oh, to do that on the God, school yeah, bus. Fuck that. And oh, I, you know, it was all fun and games watching other people do it. It was hilarious. But then when it was my turn, oh God! In <laughs> fact, to immediately go off on on a tangent, I've got a story about yes. uh, our school bus used to drive past um, a hair salon. Oh, um, I think you've, you've spoken about you, this, I think. Oh, have. have I? Oh, that's fine. You need to yeah. tell the punchline, though, because it's very good. Okay, so uh, so I've not spoken about it on the pod yet, so I've just told you guys about I, it. I think or... you have spoken about it. I think it, it was on pod yet. Right, well, I'll do it, I'll do it again anyway. But uh, essentially, <laughs> the long and short of it is it was my turn to do the prank call. The number was emblazoned on the outside of this salon. So I rang up and said, uh, as instructed, actually, by the kids who I was with... Uh, hello, can I have a perm? And she was like, what? I was like, can, can you do a perm on me? And she was like, what, uh, yeah, do you want an appointment? And I said, yeah, a, a perm on my balls. And she said, <laughs> I don't think you've got enough hair. And then hung up on me. Yeah, absolutely. fucking destroys She told that 12-year-old boy who, yeah. you know, deserved it, frankly. You, you yeah. fucked around and you found out. Yeah, oh. I found out. You um, must have just like, just like eating a lemon, just oh, clenched Yeah, I probably didn't tell yourself. them what she said. I probably just said, oh, she she hung up. She was really, really <laughs> embarrassed by what oh, I just said it. to her. Um, so you knock on the door, you leg it. 
Uh, it turns out that uh, when someone named at 55 underscore titles on Twitter uh, tweeted, when you were younger, what did you call it when you knock on someone's door and run away? Everyone had a different answer, seemingly. Mm. Um, giving the most common answer, one person said, well, should, maybe I should not tell you guys, actually. Maybe you should tell me now what you called it. Okay. Uh, so, well, Mikey, what would I you can... call that? Um, we had two names for it. Um, mm-hmm. There was definitely one primary name. There was definitely another name that was brought in by other other kids. Right. So the primary name was um, Nicky Nocky Nine Doors. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Michael. No, it isn't. Really? It was <laughs> not called that. Well, Ben. Yeah, just, Nicky Nine <laughs> I mean, I would, I would hold your horses, Ben, because I'm not saying that appears in the article, but I'm also not not saying it. Okay. So. It what sounds like a, a Dick and Dom game. Yeah, it, <laughs> it sounds like you're taking the piss. <laughs> Nanny yeah. Nob Nobs. Nanny Nob Nobs, Nicky Nocky Nine Doors, yeah. Um, and the other name was Knockdown Ginger. Okay, wow. Ben. Um, far less interesting. I, be- I, I was kind of hoping you'd read some of them so I could remember, but I'm fairly sure it was Knock Knock Run. Right, yeah. Oh, Ours so was very either, <laughs> either Knock Knock Run or possibly Knockador Run. Um <laughs> But they get very weird. So, giving the most common answer, one person said, knock down ginger. While others said they always called it knock a door run. Mm -hmm. Uh, But some people, however, had very different names for it, including chickenelli. That's all one word, like Mm -hmm. chicken and nelly, but only with one N joining Like it. uh, Which apparently is used in some parts of Scotland. Um, one person rather menacingly claimed they called it knock granny out of bed holy fuck ding dong punch (laughs) another interestingly it says from Sunderland I've just noticed (gasps) said we called it knocky nine doors very cool Sunderland represent (laughs) Sunderland one well travelled Brit added growing up initially in the north we called it knock a door run Pretty much does what it says on the tin. Then spent the latter part of my childhood in the South, and for reasons which continue to bewilder me, it was called Knockdown Ginger. Makes absolutely no sense. Well, we can all agree on the last sentence for sure, says the article. Meanwhile, overseas, a lot of people in America seem to call it Ding Dong Ditch. Mm, which, yeah, that. it makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh, I see. I've just realised, yeah, that does make sense when you think about it. Uh, in South Africa, one person explained that they called it Tok Toki, which originates from a local beetle that taps the ground. Oh. However, others fancied a joke at the expense of delivery services. One person joked, not sure, but Hermes created a business model around it. <laughs> oh. So that was basically the end of the article, but then it got me thinking, oh, there's there's all kinds of interesting playground dialect. I've actually got a book on my shelf, which I don't know why I didn't consult it beforehand, actually. Maybe I can look in it for next time and update you, but um, yes, I've got a book called Law of the Playground, law as in L-O-R-E. And, uh, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, and it, it has all kinds of... It describes the different names for things regionally, and it talks about games that kids played... Um, and song like chants that they would do. I saw a YouTube video recently about um, the change in lyrics around the country and around the world, 
um, to the song that begins Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, because that goes in all kinds of directions in different parts of the country, which is really oh, weird. Mm. That was a, a Tom Scott video, I think. A man yes, who did it was. The very disappointing skeleton. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's who. I, yeah, you're right, actually. I've just remind, <laughs> remembered. That's who it was. Citation given. Um, so. Uh, I've quickly got a couple of other things I wanted to ask you guys in terms of what you uh, what you called them. So what was the game? Uh, it was also actually in the Tom Scott video. What was the game in which you run around and you have to tap each other to say whose turn it is to then run around and tap the other person? It's a, a chasing game where you take turns being the chaser. Try, I, I've got two in my head. I can't remember which one was the main one. I, I'm going to well, I think tag. It was just tag. You and were tag. And Tiggy, I think, was the secondary option. Are you, Tiggy. Are you talking about Tiggy. the one where you have to crawl through their legs to unfreeze them, or just the regular one? Oh well, that's a diff- That's a variant, Ooh, okay. but yeah, then just tag. Um, right, you say ta- we had Tig, not Tiggy Ooh. or Tag, which is kind of strange. But there's, I've got a map here that says Tig um, for a, a large part of England and southern Scotland uh, to the kind of the northeast. There's Tiggy and Tuggy. Um, oh, do you want to play a game of Tuggy? No, no. Yeah. you're right, <laughs> As you move further south, uh, there's Tick, T-I-C-K. Uh, Northern Wales has Tip. Um, <laughs> south uh, Western Wales, it just calls it Catch Chase. Um, yeah. <laughs> somewhere in the Midlands, Dobby. Oh. A strange one. <laughs> Tag around the south. Um, kind of around Plymouth. I think, if my British geography is good, it's tap. Yeah. Um, and then around London and kind of the the Thames, had he hit? Oh, what? Which I've never heard of in my life. Wow. Um, and then typically in America, it's called tag. Um, but I think a lot of people in the UK call it that now. Uh, but yeah, we had all kinds of variants for it as well, Ben, like where um, if you got tigged or tagged, you would have to uh, start kind of waving your arms left and right like one of those things outside of a petrol station with like the wind <laughs> yes. blowing through it and slowly descend downwards and downwards. And that was called Stuck in the Mud. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's what I remember. A friend doing. had to come and like tap you to save you from being stuck in the mud. Um, we called it Tiggy Scarecrow. Tiggy Scarecrow? Mm, yeah. Is D- that where you had to go through the legs? I think, yes. Isn't that a David Bowie character? (laughs) (laughs) We also had off-ground Tig. Wait, sorry. I'm saying Tiggy Scarecrow just brought back one of the most vivid memories of my life. But (laughs) during breaks, we'd usually start, like like, a couple of us would be like, what what do you want to play? What do you want to play? Oh, let's do Tiggy Scarecrow. So to, to rally together people to join in the game, we'd form a line, like arms over each other's shoulders, and just parade around the play playground saying, who wants to play Tiggy Scarecrow? <laughs> and just march around and slowly more and more people will get wow. added to this line until we had like enough people to play. We used to do that, but it wasn't to get people to join our game. We just went around doing that. And the game was that we were doing that and everyone would chant, join our train, join our train. Jesus Christ. And you'd just see if you could get like the entire playground on a train chanting. Your guys' schools are just fucking terrifying. <laughs> Harry Potter bullshit, God. Oh. Uh, but we had we had off-ground TIG, where if you weren't touching the floor, you couldn't be TIGged, Ooh. tagged, tug, 
so you would like jump on a bench. The people would sort of cheat, and if you ran over to try and take them, they'd just jump in the air, <laughs> which seems a bit cheap. Um, and then the other thing we would have with TIG is sometimes we'd have like base, where if you were touching the base, like the wall or something, you couldn't mm. be you couldn't be tigged. Um, and if we were playing a, um, a game of TIG with base, before we started and we were establishing the rules, so there would always be a kid who went, is it electricity? <laughs> and if it was electricity, that meant that if you were touching the base with one hand, you could reach out and touch someone else and the base would like flow through oh, all of wow. you and you wow. were all on base. So you could make a really long chain of kids and as long as the kid <laughs> at the end was touching base, you were all safe. Um <laughs> That was a really weird rule. Oh, spectacular. Yeah. Um, so then the final thing I've got here that I wanted to ask you guys about, which we didn't really have. I don't remember the the word that we had for this, but um, uh, there are various words in this study of ch like children's dialect for that uh, they're called truce terms. I think we maybe just said truce. Um mm which is, you know, if you're playing like a competitive game and you, you need to like talk to the other team about a rule or, you know, say, oh, let's let's move to the other playground or whatever, uh, you would like go truce, truce. Uh, I think we just did time out. We would just shout time out. Um, yeah. But there's all kinds of really weird ones. I don't know if you guys remember a specific one that you had for that kind of rule. Um, no, we never. I don't think we ever really did that. I think yeah, timeout would be about as far as we go. Yeah, we maybe just shout timeout. But uh, yeah, there's there's all kinds of weird regional ones. Um, you would shout feynites uh, or, or feynities, um, barley, keys, skinch. These are all just words that kids are shouting in the middle of oh, like a competitive uh. game. Wait, Free. We had, we had skinch. No, yeah, skinch. Skinchies. Never heard that. Yeah. Uh, crosses um, or kings in the UK. In New Zealand, they shout pegs or nibs for truce. Um, <laughs> in Australia, they say barley or variants of that. And typically in the US, they say time out. But um, it's just another example of... Oh, and pax is the big one. I think that's a more old-fashioned one. But in the UK, I think a lot of people say pax. Oh, I remember um, peace. Used to say peace a lot. Oh, peace! Yeah, we would say peace like, as well, especially in like oh. arm, arm wrestling or like if you're trying to, you know, you're trying to basically, you know, I can't remember what it was called, but you'd like hold one another's hands in 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 like a high five sort of motion, and then just try and like twist it round and hurt the other person. And if yeah, you wanted them to stop, yeah. you just say, "Ah, peace, peace, peace," and then and then they let go. We we had a name for that game that was called Mercy. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that was it. Mercy. You would, it wasn't <laughs> you peace. You'd say Mercy. mercy. You, that's it's in the fucking name. Well, peace was certainly in some playground game. We did do peace as well. Yeah. Mercy, mercy. Yeah, kids are weird. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. A little adventure into our childhood playgrounds. Wow. There, I thought that was quite that's fun. Amazing. Article. God, I'm so glad that's in the past. <laughs> <laughs> horrible nightmares dystopian games we play involving hurting each other and connecting lines <laughs> i just don't want to live through all of this life again to get back to here you know i'm just glad that that's done and in the past yeah wow thank you very much peter that was that. great thanks peter you're welcome you're very welcome and let us know in the comments and on social media and stuff everyone who's listening what you called these things yes absolutely yes, please. please do 
Uh, question three comes from Richard Major at rmajor86. Mikey, I know, obviously, you are you are vegan, but you're also famously, or at least you were, a big fan of parrots, holidays, and bacon. Bacon. Uh, so, yeah. Richard asks, sorry, lads, we're having to get rid of one of the big three meat animals, cow, chicken, <laughs> or pig, which is disappearing forever. I thought this was some sort of Mikey-specific ultimatum, and we're having to get rid of either parrots, holidays, <laughs> or bacon. Which, of course, are the or big three meats. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Which one could you lived without? Lived without? I've. I feel like to me that's a, a blatantly obvious choice. Yeah. Which one? G- get rid of the piggies. What was it? Cows, pigs, or what? Chicken. chicken. Okay. I think with chicken, wonderfully versatile. Chicken nuggets, big fan of them. Beef, like steaks, yeah, why not? Big fan of that. Well, not at the minute, but, you know, big fan. But yeah. pigs, I never liked pork chops. Bacon was fine. Take it or leave it. But you love it. Well, <laughs> uh, oh, my God, you're right. I guess at some point I hit. You used to. Oh, my God, yeah, I've just betrayed my youth. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I th- Honestly, I'm thinking back to that video. I don't know why I said bacon. <laughs> I would never. I was never like an adoring fan of it. Nicky Nacky Door Knocky Run Away. <laughs> he wants to play Nicky Nacky Door Run Away. Nicky Nacky New Piggy Piggy Wiggy Bacon Wagon. Who wants to play Nicky Nacky Nines? <laughs> oh God, sorry, sorry, bacon. But I guess I've, I, I can't. I don't know. I've just, I've just betrayed myself i would definitely keep chicken because i i mean we don't eat a lot of meat anymore we we tend to eat a lot of corn if we're having some kind of meat substitute but we if we do we have fish or chicken um and then yeah out of beef and pork and the, the other pork products um i mean i do really like a well done roast pork but it's quite hard to do it can end up really dry or like crackling is almost impossible to get right um so you know it's very rare that you actually have a nice roast pork um and again bacon i think can be really hit and miss if you i'm i'm someone who actually likes bacon done kind of not uh not too crispy i like it when it's just still a little bit pink Mm. um you know edible obviously but (laughs) I don't overdo my bacon. I don't like it crispy or it gets leathery, you know, it gets kind of dehydrated and weird and horrible. So I, I quite liked it. I think if I was going to eat bacon. It was all, it had to be like, you know, ridiculously curled up at the corners for me to enjoy yeah, some it. People really like it like that. I get, I get it. But um, yeah, so I think pork can, it can be really nice if it's done like amazingly well, you know, like hog roast and stuff, but it, it can also just be not that good. Whereas at least with beef and steak and burgers, you kind of know what you're expecting and and it is invariably quite nice, I would say. So I'd probably get rid of pig stuff. On the other hand, get rid of cows would probably be better for the planet, right? I mean all of the, getting rid of all of them would be better for the planet. <laughs> uh, well definitely, but if you could only get rid of one. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I think it's a an easy answer for all three of us then. I would also get rid of pigs. Bacon, delicious, oh. really nice stuff. However, you're both right. The amount of food products that come from or the variety of food products that come from the other two animals sort of just completely makes the case bacon is i think 
placed on a pedestal that it doesn't necessarily deserve to be on. It's delicious yeah. and it's a great accoutrement. Sorry, account accoutrement. How do you pronounce it, Peter? I, I think uh, accoutre accoutrement. Accout. Thank you. See, I feel silly now. Accoutrement. To emphasize the ment. Accoutrement. Accou yes, no, that's right. Accoutrement to mm. burgers and other such things, but invariably it's often paired as an accoutrement to one of the <laughs> other two big meat boys. And yeah, true. Chicken wrapped in bacon. Yeah, etc. Uh, can't say I really go for pork chops. Sausages, obviously, are a big one oh, that will be missing. Forgot but about equally, sausages. I don't have sausages that often. So unless you haven't fried breakfasts every week, I don't think you'd be missing out, really. Big fan of sausages. Again, with sausages, we just moved over to like vegan sausages because I kind of think like if pigs are so <laughs> pigs are so clever, if pigs are so <laughs> clever, I mean if pigs are so like delicious and wonderful and stuff, yeah, where's it all going? Because you don't see. I mean, maybe it's just because I don't buy pork chops and like roast pork and stuff. But I kind of think, why are sausages so infamously full of just like pig oh. anus and stuff? You know, <laughs> fur. I mean, they're really not, but they're not good for you. If they're so you know, stereotypically full of rubbish, where's the rest of the pig going? Mm. Like, surely sausages should be like really good meat because I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to go out with a pig. I don't know why they have to make them out of this all the worst bits. I guess it's just cheaper. What is like made cheaper, of but... pig? What is made of pig? Uh, I'm, I just remembered gammon. That was always a favorite of mine. <laughs> oh, yeah, gammon. It's very salty, though. This is a very weird headline. Food which contains pig. <laughs> is that it? Uh, gelatin is obviously used in a lot oh. of stuff. Oh, you're oh right. Oh, my God. Harry balls. Jesus, yeah. Um, but you can probably... Surely you can get that from some other animal. Yeah, it doesn't... This is a terrible website. It, it does just sort of say gelatin. Yeah, you can get beef gelatin and, and I stuff. think beef gelatin's a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's um, products made from pig. What is this... Yeah, I should have just searched pork, shouldn't I? Pork belly. I mean, ultimately, if you're a big fan of barbecue, you'll be missing out, I suppose. But I think largely, you know, the other animals have a lot more to offer. Don't want to get rid of the pig. Don't get us wrong. But I think in the in the scenario presented to us, and we have to get rid of one, then there we go. The UK is not yeah. even on Wikipedia's list of the top worldwide pork consumers. Really? Oh, really? From what I can see. I suppose quite a significant part of our population is made up of uh, people who wouldn't eat pork for perhaps cultural reasons. Maybe. So Although maybe that sort of actually brings us down on the... This doesn't contain a lot of countries, so I take that back. Uh, okay, well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. United States eats a lot, though. That might not mm -hmm. be too surprising. I bet the Germans eat a lot. Oh, actually, we're just in EU. We're bundled in there, and, and oh, I see, oh, just all of the EU. Unhelpful. Yeah, we're still we're still way under what China eats of pork. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. the, yeah. United States nine thousand units of measurement. Oh, metric tons. Okay, <laughs> nine thousand oh, nine point five thousand <laughs> metric tons. EU twenty thousand metric tons. China fifty four thousand metric tons. That was in twenty sixteen. Damn. Anyway. There we are. I think we've exhausted okay. that question. Bye, pigs. Yeah. Bye, pigs. See you later, pigs. If pigs are so clever, why are they sausages? Is where I thought you were yeah. going <laughs> with that. Yeah, pigs are supposed to be cleverer than dogs, but so how come they're not sleeping by the fire? What are these idiot pigs? What Stupid are they doing? Pigs. Come on, silly babe. Why can't they afford a house? I don't get it. <laughs>
<laughs> they got fawns. Come on, guys. Come yeah. on, guys. Okay. Um, I've got a thing. This is an article Ooh. from history.com. Oh, nice. Wow! Yeah, the official home of history on absolutely. The I think it's the History Channel, I and mean, that's just what they call themselves. Oh, I see. But um, yes, this is an article from 2018, written by Becky Little, uh, hmm. sister of Stuart, and the headline is <laughs> "When the CIA Learned Cats Make Bad Spies." Oh wow! The most famous kitty in spy history is probably the white Persian of James Bond flicks. The image of a faceless villain stroking the cat in the early 1960s films is now a meme, it says. Lesser known is the cat whom, during the same decade, the CIA attempted to turn into a spy. Operation Acoustic Kitty was a secret plan to turn cats into portable spying devices. However, the CIA only ever produced one Acoustic Kitty, or AK, because it abandoned the project after a test with this cat went horribly wrong. The Acoustic Kitty was a sort of feline-android hybrid, a cyborg cat. A surgeon implanted a microphone in its ear and a radio transmitter at the base of its skull. The surgeon also wove an antenna into the cat's fur, writes science journalists Emily Anthes in Frankenstein's cat cuddling up to biotech's brave new beasts. Wow. Oh, Jesus. What a few words. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a big sentence. The CIA operatives hoped they could train the cat to sit near foreign officials. That way, the cat could secretly transmit their private conversations to CIA operatives. For its first official tests, CIA staffers drove Acoustic Kitty, or AK, to the park and tasked it with capturing the conversation of two men sitting on a bench, Anthes writes. Instead, the cat... Dot, dot, dot. What happened to the cat? Ooh. Oh, um... Uh, did it get run over? Oh, God. <laughs> Mikey? I'm going to say it just got distracted by some birds. Instead, the cat wandered into the street where it was promptly squashed by a taxi. Oh, no. oh Peter. No. Not oh, the I'm outcome sorry. they were expecting, it says. And then there is a, a, a detail of the report. It's largely redacted, but here is, here is a photo of the report. The problem Here's was a photo of the cats. Yeah, oh no. The problem was that cats are not especially trainable, she writes. In a heavily redacted memo, the CIA concluded, our final examination of trained cats convinced us that the program would not lend itself in a practical sense to our highly specialized needs. Still, this does not mean the US government's days of animal engineering were over. In 2006, the Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, asked scientists to create cyborg insects. Oh, God. What? With DARPA's support, researchers at the University of California, Berkeley, slash Berkeley, successfully created a cyborg beetle whose movements they could remotely control. They reported Whoa. their results what? in Frontiers in Integrative Neuroscience in October 2009. Berkeley slash Berkeley scientists appear to have demonstrated an impressive degree of control over their insect's flight. They report being able to use an implant for neural stimulation of the beetle's brain to start, stop, and control the insect in flight. They could even command turns by stimulating the basilar, basilar muscles. So... Mm, that's quite impressive. There we are. If you've seen the Pickle Rick episode, you'd... You know exactly how that works because of yeah. your high IQ. I like to think <laughs> that they then sent the Robo Beetle out to spy on two men or women who were sitting mm. on a bench and it was promptly eaten by a feral cat in yes. the park. <laughs> Which was then promptly squashed by a taxi. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. 
So that's the story, the sad story of AK, the oh. acoustic kitty that could have been on the front line of the CIA's war on terror. And yet, wow. and yet, the cat did a cat thing. <laughs> it got run over. Typical top fucking cat. run over. The, the typical cat thing. <laughs> fucking that's how Top Cat ended, isn't it? He just got run <laughs> over at the end. Yeah, I think so. Uh, imagine being the, like the people who spent probably months maybe even years developing this technology mm-hmm. first day in the field oh come on come on ak it's time to go and just it just runs in front of a car That's... imagine imagine having the headphones on when that happens oh, no. just listening to the conversation oh, that'd be awful oh, oh. terrible <laughs> terrible well there we are that's my thing <laughs> It's time for our final question. This is from Vidiot's Stan account at Uvidiot's, who says, Are you athletic boys? Tell us your sports history. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, what? Okay. I'm... Oh, God. I, I, I just remember the only main sporting memories I have is from childhood is just immense stress while playing football. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play for a team or part of P.E.? Just PE and it just just that never-ending feeling of I'm the worst one here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not too. doing anything to help the team. The PE teacher is just like, just do what you can. You go on defense or something. <laughs> I'm just like, that's, great. I'm, I'm having a good exactly time. Exactly how I feel, uh, how I felt about PE, just being the worst in the class at football and just saying, can I go in defense, please? And you know. and then even when they were, you know, attacking and the defense was needed, I'd just kind of try and make myself... I mean, I wouldn't just run away from the ball, but I would, you know, go and mark someone who was on the opposite side of the box or something yeah. and just, yeah, look busy, but don't do any any ball kicking. The worst was when, like, oh, my, Michael, go in goal. It's like, no, I don't want to be the last line of defense. I don't want it all to fall on me. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond that, I think my I, I, I was a relatively active child in that I used to skateboard and um, BMX and scooter and do mad stunts on my pedal bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, never very well. It took me like three years to learn to ollie, and I never really progressed beyond that. But I had fun. That's that's all that matters. That is all that matters. I was out yeah. for a run yesterday or the day before, and I ran past. There's a a, a hospital near my house, and it's got this big car park that was just empty. Um, and as I was running past it, there were these two skaters in there. It was the most wholesome skating I'd ever seen. There was no one there. They weren't grinding on anything or jumping over anything. They were just using the empty space to learn how to ollie. And one of them was like just teaching the other going, yeah, yeah, you're doing really well. Just lean, try and try and focus a bit more of your weight on the back. And it was, <laughs> I saw these skaters and I was like running up to them. I thought, oh, what are these, what are these good for nothings doing in the hospital <laughs> car park? I bet they've tagged the place up. And when I got closer, I could just hear them going, oh, you're doing really well. That's much better than last time. It's, it really touched, really touched me. Yeah, it's all a facade. The second you ran past, they went back to smoking their drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Outstanding. I played on the school football team in primary and secondary school on one occasion each time when right. I think everyone else was unavailable or ill. And uh, I did used to go to the park with my friends and like kick a ball about. So I wasn't hopeless, but I wasn't up to the standards that that anyone would require me to be on, uh, to be be at, sorry, to to be on the school team. I remember in primary school when I played for the school team, um, I was I was a defender, of course, the position for the brilliantly talented. (laughs) And uh, 
I was I was in the corner and I had the ball and like one of their uh, one of their strikers was like hounding me and it's, I could have kicked it into touch right for a throw in. Yeah. What I wow, did. Wow, use of terminology, Ben. That's impressive. You sound like I'm, a pro. I'm not hopeless. Sports time <laughs> and uh, and but I fucking hoofed it right out of touch, <laughs> so it went out for a corner instead. Oh, oh no! So there was no tactical decision making made there at all, and I remember. I I vividly remember the crowd of parents going, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. he could have just kicked it out for a throw, but no, he's <laughs> given them a fucking corner, hasn't he? <laughs> this this ten year old bell end. Um, oh god! And when I was in secondary school, uh, and we were sort of warming up before the match, uh, they uh, we would just like take it in turns to have a shot at goal. And I, again, just fucking smacked it and went sailing over the bar. And they immediately said, right, you're going in defense. And they all had a laugh. And I was, I was like, I don't, I don't care, I'll play in defense. But secretly, I was so proud that I'd kicked it that far. I was like, that's, yeah. the bi- that's one of the biggest kicks I've ever done. That was brilliant. My biggest kick ever. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, wow. I remember in year seven or year eight, so like early secondary school, um, we were doing some indoor stuff in PE and we were doing uh I can't remember what they called it but they basically set up these like various different stations around the the sports hall and you had to go and like do do just press-ups on the mat and then like we'd cycle around and then you'd be like on like a bench you have to like do steps up and down on the bench what was that called you know all like different ones and everyone be like rotating around each station at different different times and um, in that class, a kid from the sixth form who was like studying for sports science, he wanted to be like a PE teacher or a trainer or something. He was he'd come in to the class um, just, you know, to, to kind of get some experience and stuff. And there was an odd number of people in. Uh, no, that's it wasn't that I, we were paired off. But then my friend had to like leave early. So I was then left without a partner. Um, and the teacher said to me, oh, well, you can, this, this sixth form will like, just go with you. And like, like, cause you, we were like taking turns in our pairs on each station. And, uh, so for the last two or three, uh, this kid was obviously like way better than me. Cause he was like this fitness guy who wanted to be a PE teacher. And when we got to the very, very last one, I can't remember if it was like push-ups or sit-ups or something. I was like, I really want to beat him on one thing. I'll be really <laughs> proud of myself. or The teacher will be really proud of me if I beat him. Anyway, I did by like one, you know, one sit up or whatever it was. And then it was the end of the lesson and we went into the changing rooms to get changed. And I had to sit down and I got really lightheaded and I essentially passed out. I didn't, I didn't actually pass out, but I like couldn't, I was just seeing stars. I couldn't see Wow. And the PE teacher came in, he'd like he'd like seen me, and I just remember him I remember not being able to see anything and just him sitting next to me going, Whoa, 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 whoa. He whoa. was he was just going, Whoa, whoa. He was a really nice guy, but he was just saying whoa. And uh then they gave me a really horrible toffee flavoured lolly that I had to eat to get oh. some sugar back. Fortunately it was the end of the day. So I went home in my PE kit with a toffee lolly in my mouth. Oh, man. That sounds great. At least you got rewarded with a sweet treat. I know. Yeah. I pretend to pass out more often now, maybe. Man, I used to play rugby 
from when I was, I think, seven until 12. And mm-hmm. the only reason I would do it was for the free hot dog on match day. Because <laughs> they used to give oh everyone God. a free hot dog. Yeah, God, no, that just reminded me. I used to um, go rock climbing with a friend and I, I, I genuinely really used to enjoy rock climbing. It was great fun. But yeah. the main highlight of it was the tuck shop that they had at the place. Yes. It was a fucking bounty. And oh, man, I, um, one time um, I, 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 I did a very naughty thing and I stole a pound from my parents. Uh, I think from my mom's purse to buy some sweets. Oh. And I got, I got ratted on for doing it. And that was a very awkward conversation to oh, say, man. I really wanted some fizzy blue bottles. Sorry. <laughs> you just don't treat me right, mum and dad. I just wanted it. <sighs> I remember we went, uh, I, you guys might have done this as well. We went on a residential trip at the end of primary school where mm-hmm. we stayed for like two nights at one of those outward bound places yeah. where you go and like build rafts and stuff. Kilvru in Wales. Right. Yenworthy. A few people will know those. (laughs) We went to, uh, I can't remember what it was called actually, but when we got there, um, there were these three people who were going to lead like three groups of us. Uh, But there was also this one extra guy who was kind of just a porter. He was there just to like do heavy lifting and like uh, show people to their rooms and stuff. And I got there and uh, I just had like this bag of stuff that I brought that like my, my parents had packed for me. And when I got, when we were, we were walking in there, he was taking people's bags and putting them on this trolley. And he took my bag off me, which was just like a family bag. And he was like, hey, this boy's got a girl's bag. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what do you mean? It's just like a family bag. It's just like my mum's or something. I, it's not these mine. Are, these, these are places with like usually the express intent of building confidence and all that <laughs> exactly. in children. And here it is. It's got yeah. a wee lassie's bag. You got bullied by an adult. I did. And he he was also on patrol at nights to make sure the kids were asleep. And yeah. uh, we were not sleeping, of course. It was the first time that like, you know, a bunch of lads have been in a dormitory together. Um, that makes it sound like we're all having sex. But <laughs> well, you know, why not? Man? We weren't. Uh, and he kept just kicking the door open really hard to like oh. shock us back into bed and like the fourth time that he came in and was like shouting at us to get into bed in his thick scottish accent no word of a lie his phone started ringing in the middle of it and his ringtone was scotland the brave oh my <laughs> god are you sure this man is real you're, you're, you're so not misremembering for this man i'd only just met who was the most scottish man ever <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell oh man Jesus Christ. Well, there we are. That's it. I think we've made yeah. it to the end. I'm sure we have plenty more sports stories to share. Many of them repressed. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. All of them for me are involving food, I'm realizing. Almost right. all of my motivation to do any exercise growing up, especially with like swimming or rugby, was the <laughs> promise of food at the end of it. Same. <laughs> there yeah. we are. We used to get fish and chips after swimming, and that's probably the only reason oh. I went swimming. Oh yeah, that was fish and chips after swimming seems to be just the perfect pairing, right? After you've had yeah. all that oh, chlorine yeah. up your nose. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have that vinegar to balance it out. Who would like to know what's coming out on Vidiots over the next two weeks, three years ago? One of our patrons would like to know. Patrons. Certainly. Well, I suppose yeah. in the in the Technical well, the sense. stream labs, yeah. yeah, not in the actual official Patreon sense. No, we don't but have the any supporters. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? 
the video that came out on 420 in 2018, which I don't think we actually put any... There was no planning at all. It's Worst Games Ever featuring Sabrina the the Teenage Witch. Oh, a twitch in time. A twitch in time. Yeah. For some reason, not called a witch in time. No. That that one. What a a waste. Uh, We also had Skyrim Zoo Chapter 8, Furious George. Must be coming to the end of Skyrim Zoo now. I think we are, yeah. Oh, George was the giant fish, wasn't he? I forgot about George. Sunday Fun Day, Injustice 2 Legendary Edition. That came out. Memory cards for the for April the twenty third. GTA Four. Don't starve. Majora's Mask. That's ineligible due to a copyright claim, apparently. So no, that's good. Post some tat episode ten. We've been Legoed. Oh, I've, uh, yeah. I I turn around and I see I still got those Legos on my shelf. Oh, nice. There we go. In the spotlight, God of War. We've got God of War. Piece wow. of cake. Spyro blindfold challenge. <laughs> Oh, that mm-hmm. was a gauntlet of an episode. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the other the piece of cake. Oh, no, the, but... the Prove It, where you were Hunter. That's it, oh, that's yeah, it. That was another one. Another one <laughs> entirely. The five best-selling video games of the pre-industrial era. Oh, oh yeah. Remember that one? Esoteric, that one. I had fun, though. I like that video. Skyrim Zoo Chapter 9, Cockadoodle Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, two in one week? Uh, oh, in a fortnight. They're weeks apart. They're a week apart. We're doing a fortnight here. Yeah. Uh, Skyrim Zoo Chapter Nine. Cock. No, we done that one. Uh, Sunday Fun Day. Incredible Crisis. Oh. Okay. I think yeah. we after recording that we went to go and get a um, a carvery. I think. Oh. Is that when we got the carvery? I think yeah. it was. Yeah. I think it was. Oh. At the it was at the Beef Eater by um. Yeah. Oh, what's it called? God, I can't remember the name in Bristol. By the Bear Pit. Lovely. Memory cards. Yeah. Again, Mega Man Zero, 2, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon, and something else. Uh, Poddy, it's episode 5, Bristol was the name of that one. Oh, that was, what was that? Was like military code names or something? Or yeah, Oh yeah, so. B-R-I-S-T-O-L. It's yeah. like, you know, thinking of your knickers, wanting to kiss your neck. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Because that's what those letters spell, Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> we also played Star Wars Episode 1 Racer. Ah, that's oh. a video we did uh, there was also post some tat episode 11 the walrus of love was the name of that one i think that was a custom album that we had oh wow made for us and that is what came out oh no there's also a worst games ever game selection video that is what came out three years ago over the next well between this episode and the next one you're right about the carvery because that's the one where we're not only are we saying we're off to get a carvery at time of recording, but mm-hmm. at time of publishing, we're saying. I remember for some reason it sticks in my mind. We're saying have a good Easter weekend. So it must have been a slightly later Easter that year. Ah, uh, maybe. Um, if memory, I mean that's what I remember um, that it, it was. It came out on Easter weekend of twenty, what nineteen eighteen 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 oh, 18, time twenty eighteen <laughs> time time eh fucking hell unreal. Right, what have I got to say? I'm just looking now. Mikey, there's a shop. Oh, you are damn right. Store.yogscast.com is a wonderful place where you'll find a wonderful bounty of different merchant products from a wide range of creators. But there's a special little section of the store just just for us. Mm. And it's it's home to a beautiful selection of shirts, mugs, and hoodie. And if you're a little bit interested, what are you thinking? 
a little bit too pricey, oh, I assure you, they're all quality garments, mm. you can you can get yourself 10% off at checkout using code VIDIOTS. Mm. And better yet, that doesn't just work for our stuff. That, that works on everything on the Yogscast store. So you can, oh, I don't know, get a fucking Sips poster or, what, or something like that. Yeah. And a VIDIOT shirt. Yeah. It's called wow. VIDIOTS. Brilliant. What? What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. You can also go to YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash vidiots official to keep up official. to date. Thank you. Keep up to date on everything. There's also <laughs> twitch.tv forward slash vidiots official. Um, at the time of recording, I am actually planning a stream this weekend. Ooh, so I don't know if it happened and that when, when this releases, it would have been weekend just gone. So if you came, thank you for coming along. I hope you enjoyed it and gave money to charity. Whichever one yeah. was chosen. Streamlabs.com forward slash Podiots donations. Three pounds for a shout out and you can join Pod Squad. Here we go. Let's do a Pod Squad. We got the generous Tommy the Wank Engine, the equally generous Pro Trainer, Avil Good Rule Toast 11, Eiffel of Bobby's Babaloonies, Arthur the Kitten, who was very generous, thank you, Tori Ton and Tori Ton, Kermit the Pogues, Tom Campbell's Wet Man, Big Titty Jesus 42, The Catcher in the Minge, Brooks Existentialist, Stephen Scordes, Cheggy Cheggy Chog Chog. That's that's another name for uh, Nicky Nocky Nine Doors, is. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Onlyfans.com forward slash The Names Bonbon Bonbon Bon, Alfresco Drinking, and The Generous Dr. Mundy's Mean Bean Machine. Also, Ben owes me £20. The Good Lord Brotovich, Wagwan My G, Big Bouncy Babaloonies, Confused Parrot Austin, Who the Cock is Freddie Weber, Katie Kin Solo, Alan Claw, Happy Birthday T Peeps, Finn Cheggers, I should have said, by the way, Ben owes me £20, was very generous. Uh, happy Birthday T Peeps, Finn Cheggers Party Quiz, What If Tiny Peter But Large, Candice de Beirut, Ionte Roberts, Goody Good McGoodison, Hello Yes, This Is Rules Bosnia, <laughs> Mr. Black, Cheglicerydlovakia, uh, The Very Generous Shit Neil for Wankers, Good Normal One Jason, J- Jason Allenby, and Have Gut Hair Bra, I'm sorry, and Speed Bottom Fruit Slap Ball. That's a really hard ending, that list. Dick and Findom, Sextuple Jump, Donak07, Mr. Gooder, the very generous Neil Buchanada, Good, Just Keep Swimming Ash, Tiny Peter for my bunghole, Tom Hanks, Pros Catering, yes, Chegg for Lumps, Regularly, could have also had Cheggularly, but that's fine, oh. Hodiotes, <laughs> a videotic cereal, Spread Cheek Slap Balls, Dave Bent so- Dave's Bent Son Philip, Uzchegistan, Tourist Board, Specky Becky, Emily Lemons, the very generous me, Ben Potter, the also very generous Czechoslovakia Emergency, oh no, my Brexit suit, and Prince Beefcakes, that's your pod squad for this week. Thank you so much, Ooh. everyone. Once again, streamlabs.com forward slash podiots do podiots donations. Ah, Mikey, where can people find you? At Parrot Boy on the Twitters, best place to find me. Um, pff, nothing much going on in there at the minute. Oh, I did do a nice fun stream at the weekend. Um, I highly recommend just watching the VOD. It's, it'll be right there. 
There's something going on on Twitter, Mikey, which is that someone's like done a write up of your new speedrun category. Oh, yeah. oh God, there's like yeah, someone um did uh I guess a a scholarly essay on the, the Tesco speedrunning scene as it stands and. I'll be honest, they were pretty rude about my run. They call it pretty pretty dismal, but yeah. it was written up with headings and it's quite it's several pages long, so I can't quite be angry. Um, make it into one of those like deep speedrun history videos one day on YouTube. <laughs> I love those videos. Oh, one day this will be referenced. Yeah, yeah. if you, if you want to see a fun mystery important stream and uh, a scholarly essay about Tesco speedruns, I guess our power boys the place to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Peter, where can people find us? We're on Twitter too, at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude. But we're working together over at Team Triple Jump. That's also on Twitter and Facebook. But more importantly, on YouTube and Twitch, where we do streams and we do videos in formats that will be familiar to those of you who watched us back when we used to do Skyrim Zoo about George and Cockadoodle Zoo, <laughs> etc. We don't do Skyrim Zoo, though. That's the one thing we don't do, no. but, you know. Go and look at the rest. It's not dead. It's just changing. So we'll get to it eventually. Finally, leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice. It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Uh, Do we have a final question? Maybe something to do with your thing, Peter? Yeah, I guess just um, let us know your names for um, Nicky Knocky Nine Doors. (laughs) Whatever it's called. Sorry, it's just Uh, Sunderland, isn't it? Tag slash Tig, and if you had some kind of truce, peace. Uh, what was yours, Mikey? Skinch? Skinchies. Skinchies. I, I think yeah. that was... Um, I think I don't know if it was using that sense, but it's very much like, oh, I'm doing skinchies. You can't, like, I can't be blah, blah, blah. Right. I, can't, I can't be tug off for some reason. <laughs> yeah, give, give us your, your answers for those three categories. Excellent. Well, thanks so much yeah. for listening, everybody. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye-bye. Merry Blazemas, everybody. Goodbye.